everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Here for the Culture. My name is Natalie Michelle, and I will be your host for this series, and I'm so excited to do this. Um, I have been working on this project for a year or so, and I'm always juggling, what do I talk about? What would it be called? Who would I have on here? And I was like, you know, let's just get it going. So, um, I will let you know a little bit about myself and um, what I would like to do with this podcast in this first little episode. So it's not going to be a full length episode, but I just want to lay um, the foundation of what's going on and who I am. So my name is Natalie, and I am currently a PhD student at a small private institution in North Texas. And um this is my summer after my first year. I just finished my first year. Um, so I have a little bit of downtime to work on some of my creative projects and relax a little bit. <laughs> but um, I plan on talking about a little bit of everything on this podcast, to be honest. Um, there's so many things that I love and that I like to learn about, talk about. So for me, I love fashion. I love pop culture, TV, um, music, films. Um, and then, of course, I will touch um, into my discipline um, that I'm studying right now, which is rhetoric and composition. So there's always stuff going on in that area. Um, there's things that are being published. There's conferences out there. Um, lots of things to talk about, um, politically, socially, culturally, um, that relate to my field. And then some of it spills over into like the other areas I like to talk about in pop culture too. So I'm really excited to talk about a little bit of everything. So that's why, um, I decided on the title here for the culture because, um, I just want to talk about everything, um, in society and culture and, um, Maybe we'll have some fun here and say something you never thought of, or maybe it's just a break for you. But um, <laughs> I have plans to have different guests on, um, hopefully each week. But um, if not, I will be here each week talking about something hopefully exciting and fun for you. Um, but I have three colleagues that um, have helped me through this first year of grad school that are wonderful, um, and they're each working on something a little different than what I work on specifically in the field. So, um, you know, hopefully I can get them in here and we can chat a little bit about what they're doing. And then of course, um, have a little bit of chat about pop culture with them as well. So one of my friends um, and colleagues, she does work with writing centers in universities and like writing programs for freshman students in college. And she's doing work in the field of linguistic justice. And um, basically that means um, allowing students to write in their own voice, in their own language, um, and trying to get away from um, the institutional um, kind of pressures and um paradigms where um, you write a certain way, you write for a certain audience, it's very uh, rigid, those kind of things, because um, that's just not who we are as people. 
So um, I'd love to have her on here to talk about that. I also have another colleague and friend who is very interested in um, social justice. And she has started a project. Um, uh, it's basically about the rhetoric of abortion. And she was focusing it in Texas, since that's where we are. And um, it kind of centered around the whole idea of passing the heartbeat law here, um, which is basically um, prohibits abortions after six weeks. And um, so that that basically pretty much makes it um, an anti-abortion state at that point. Um, but then once um, the SCOTUS paperwork was leaked um, with the opinion to possibly overturn Roe v. Wade, um, she's made her project a, a little broader now um, to look at the federal and the state and talk about the rhetoric that's that's used in all of these places and um, all these implications. So um, hopefully I can get her on here to talk a little bit too. And then I have another friend who is um, doing a lot of work in the productivity syndrome that we have as graduate students. Um, she is a wonderful Latina feminist, and she has um, a lot of great viewpoints and ideas that she can share. And I think, um, especially after we, we've made it through COVID, well, not technically through it, but we, we've lived through this um, pandemic experience that is still ongoing in many respects. Um, we've We've kind of stepped back a little bit from being in the daily grind of, you know, getting in your car and driving to, to where you work and, and all of these, these constraints that are put on us and, you know, zooming and working from home. And we're having a little bit more of a life balance, although, um, you know, we couldn't get out and do things as much, but we felt a little bit more of our lives and a little bit more control back. And so, um, productivity syndrome isn't unique to the academy or higher institutions. It's everywhere in our lives, right? So no matter what we do, we're always pushed to produce, produce, and work, work, work. And she talks about the mental health implications there and the self-care that we are sacrificing for this, you know, capitalistic kind of hamster wheel that we're always on. And, um, she has such great things to say um, about this and and um, the ways that we can push back and just live happier lives, right? Because that's what we want to do. So um, I'd love to have her on here for that as well. And then I have some friends who are doing some great things um, outside of the academy, um, entrepreneurial type things and um, creative type projects. Um Two of my daughters do creative type work. Um, my daughters both have a podcast they do, they do together um, where they talk about a lot of pop culture things. They just they just kind of sit down and they just jam with you for, you know, 45 minutes or whatever. And they just talk about all kinds of really cool things. Um, and um, one of those daughters also has a YouTube channel um, that she's been doing for years, I would say, like six or seven years also. And so um, I would like to have um, both of them on um, either together or separately so that they can kind of talk about, you know, what they, what they do and, um, and plug their stuff there. 
I'm not biased, right? But they're really funny and they're really cool. So um, <laughs> um, my youngest daughter um, that is in that podcast and has the YouTube channel, she also does something full-time like for a living that's totally separate from her social media. So, um, you know, when you talk about productivity syndrome, like she's killing it over there. And um, she's she's just – young and has all this energy. So I guess, you know, Hey, she, she's really, really killing it. So, and then my other daughter, she's my middle daughter that does the podcast. She also has a different full-time job and she's also trying to start another little side business, a creative business. So, um, they've just, they're really just, they figured it out. Right. Um, and my, my oldest daughter, I was very creative also. Um, and so she's, she made me this beautiful crocheted um, blanket for Christmas. It is the most beautiful thing. I'm scared to put it on my bed because I don't want it to get messed up, but I don't want it to just stay um, bundled up because she also presented it so beautifully with these ribbons and like, it's so pretty. And she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to do this Etsy thing. And I, you know, like she's so creative and she makes so many things and it's just like, they're just very, very talented girls. And, you know, I'm proud. But um, so I'd like to get them on here, too, to just kind of talk about what they do and what their life is like. And and um, especially my youngest daughter and I, we can really talk some smack about all kinds of stuff. Um, <laughs> we are both big Kardashian show watchers. Um that's our guilty pleasure. I'm going to preface it with that because it's not something that I usually go out there and advertise that I'm doing with my free time since I have limited free time. <laughs> but um, I will be honest, I watch it for the fabulousness of the fashion and the cars. And that's what really gets me because I I just love watching designer stuff. It's why I watch Sex in the City. It's why I watch And Just Like That. None of it is relatable. None of it is realistic, but I just love it. Um, like watching an episode of the Kardashians the other day, it's like Kylie is in this black Rolls Royce SUV and the interior is pink. I'm just like, what? That is so cool. I don't even like pink. Okay. But this was just so unique and so cool. It was just like, that is it. So we can talk about that stuff all day long. So I'm looking forward to being able to do that with her um, and um, just really talk a lot about what's going on in life, right? Um, as far as um, the issue of, you know, like life, what's going on with life, um, I'll give you a little background on me since I will be the constant in this podcast. Um like I had mentioned, I just finished my first year of my PhD. Um, and I will say this has consumed me um, for, you know, like the last year and a half, two years. Um, I waited 13 years after my uh, bachelor's degree to go back to school. Mostly at the time, um, it took me a little bit longer than, than the typical four to five years to get that undergrad degree because I had my three daughters young. And so um, 
I was going to school while they were infants and toddlers. So, um, and I was working full time. So it made, it made it a little more difficult for me. And so at that point I was like, okay, I have to stop. Um, it's just too much. I need to stop starving. I need to go be an adult, get a real job and, you know, contribute to life a little bit more. (laughs) So, um, I had a corporate job for about eight years which I made some wonderful friendships during that um, that time. I still um, stay in touch with a couple people from from that um, company, and I loved the relationships I made. But I wasn't in love with um, corporate America and the politics and the grind, and um, so I felt that productivity syndrome sucking the quality of my life out fairly quickly. Um, so. Um, some some things went down and, and I didn't really feel like it was a good fit for me. So I decided to leave. And then um, for about five years after that, I did some entrepreneurial stuff, um, which wasn't really in my field of expertise, but I had some skills that I could bring to the table for this venture. And so I put in some time there and um, I learned from there. But then about five years, I realized, you know, it's time for me now um, to go back and finish what I started all those years ago. And I stayed in the same discipline. I've always been in the English realm. Um, I'm in rhetoric and composition. I'm not a literature person. I don't read novels. Um, I'm not a creative writer. Um, I don't do technical publications. I don't edit your grammar. I'm not I'm not here for any of that. Um I basically look at um, rhetoric um, in in life and um, composition goes with it. Um, most of the people in my field, um, we teach composition along with rhetoric. So we're the people who um, freshman English composition courses, you see us, um, and we try to um, make it better than, than it used to be. Um, we don't write five paragraph essays anymore. We don't write for the academic audience. We try to break all of that, um, that canon that's out there. So, um, so that's what I went back to. And so I, I did my master's and, um, it was during my master's that I realized that this was my specific focus. And then, um, I had these wonderful mentors from my master's program. And I had kept in touch with a few people from my undergrad and, um, told them, Oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to apply to a PhD program. And I mean, they had the best intentions, but they just scared the shit out of me. They were like, okay, well, it's very hard to get in. So you have to do, you know, X, Y, Z, and, um, you have to be perfect and all these things because, you're applying to these programs with, you know, a couple hundred other people and they'll take five to 10 people out of these hundreds. And, you know, then even once you get through the PhD program, if you even have a successful dissertation defense and you graduate, the job market is just crap. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know, what am I getting into? Right. And so then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to apply to as many places as possible. So this literally hijacked my life from like the summer of 2020 until March of 21. And all of the um, tests you have to take, you're writing statements of teaching philosophy, you're sending in your writing samples, you're 
you know, doing all of this work and um, I'm finishing up my degree in December of 2020. So I'm doing that on top of, you know, trying to get all of this stuff ready because the first um, applications are due December 1st. So anyone who's listening, who's ever applied to these things outside, you know, um, bachelor's stuff, it's so much of your life and your finances are consumed by it, right? It's like, it's ridiculously expensive just to even apply and be rejected, you know? And so I'm scared now, like, oh, it's so hard to get accepted. So I'm applying to way more places than I should. And so I'm like, how much can I reasonably afford to to spend? Because I'm spending for applications. I'm spending for transcripts. I'm taking tests. I'm having those things sent. It's like snowballs, right? So I applied to more than I I should have. Um, But I just, I I wanted someone to take me, right? So um, I was lucky that I received five acceptance letters and they were all great schools. So I couldn't have gone wrong with any of them. Um, But I narrowed it down to three and then I finally got it down to two. And this wonderful woman that um, everything that I read of hers was just amazing. And um, she is a chair at one of the the top school, two schools I was looking at. And so I thought, you know what? If I click with her, I have to go here. Like I have to learn from her. She has to be my mentor. So um, again, living in the pandemic um, as we were then and, and still are now, um, I, I couldn't do school visits. I couldn't meet people physically. So we had a Zoom. And after an hour and a half of talking with her, it clicked. And I was like, yes, this, this is it. And so um, that was where I spent my first year. She's been my mentor. Um, she's wonderful. I learned so much from her. And um, it's just so great. So that has been um, what I've been really just focused on um, for like the last two years now. And so this is really the first time that I've been able to take a breath and just kind of think, hey, uh, what do I want to do now? I have some time that I can actually use to myself, right? <laughs> so um, this is the second week of my sp- my summer break as I'm recording this first episode, it feels like it's been two seconds, but, um, it's been about a week and a half. Um, and I bought a vision board because I wanted to do that over Christmas break. Three weeks was not enough time. So I did some of that last week and, um, I was excited to do that. And, um, I've been able to put things on there to kind of keep me in check. I have a summer checklist up there um, with nine things on it. Like, right, nine things. I'm talking about productivity syndrome and I'm saddling myself with nine things to do in three months, but um, they're all pretty, pretty massive undertakings. (laughs) So if I get some of them done, I'm still going to consider it a victory. So um, this was not on my to-do list because that is all academic related that I keep on my vision board. And this is more of like my creative outlet, something I've wanted to do for fun and um, I've been putting off. And so I'm really excited about this. And I think it's going to be fun. Um, I'm going to have guests on here. We're going to talk about real things and 
we're going to have real conversations and, you know, some things might be heavy topics, but we're going to keep it light. We're going to keep it relatable and cordial and fun. And I think, you know, that's just where I'm at right now in life is, you know, figuring things out and, and keeping it real, but keeping it light. And, um, anyone who knows me, um, knows that I try to keep things happy and light. Um, but I do think people who even think they know me well, um, might learn something about me when they listen to this podcast. Um, I've always been very um, quiet and kind of go with the flow, but um, lately I've been um, working on um, some self-reflection and some self-growth, and some people don't know that about me because I don't really share that, and so um, if they looked at my vision board, they would be like, this isn't her vision board, Um, (laughs) because I have quotes on there, I have some kitschy kind of cliche things, but I think it's things that we don't tell ourselves enough because we make fun of it. But if we really reflect on um, how we go through life, sometimes we don't serve ourselves as well as we should. Um, Not to say that serving others is bad, but we can overserve others or ourselves. So I think it's that balance that we have to strike. So little things that I have on my vision board, we repeat what we don't repair, which sounds very simplistic, but you know, it's taking that time to stop and make that course correction on something that we've let happen or that, you know, maybe it's not that big of a deal. We'll just let it go, but it snowballs, right? And um, another thing that I have on my board that is in the very top middle, so I see it every day, is a million apologies to myself for letting too much slide. Because, yes, we have to take this active role in um, recognizing things we've done ourselves, things that we've allowed to happen. And, you know, maybe that's why some things are the way they are, but that doesn't mean that you have to keep them that way. Um, and it's not being fake um, to to say, you know what, I shouldn't have done this or I shouldn't have let this happen or I shouldn't have agreed to this. And it's never too late to stop and, you know, make your life better, right? Um, No one's going to make your life better for you, but you. So not to get too deep in this intro to this podcast, but I do think these are some of the things we need to talk about, especially when we do talk about um, self-care and, um, you know, what serves us and what doesn't serve us. And a lot of that is conveyed in rhetoric and around us in pop culture, right? Um, We see something and we think that's how we should be or that's what we should have or what we should want. And, you know, life is too short to live someone else's life. So um, I really look forward to getting into some really cool conversations about these kind of things um, with all my guests and any ideas that you have as listeners of things that you would like us to talk about or maybe bring other people in to talk about. I'm really excited about that. Um, I will talk about a cool pair of shoes for 20 or 30 minutes, so you may have to bear with me, but I am really excited about um, just chatting about real life and real fun things and having some laughs along the way. So thank you so much for listening to this introduction to the podcast. I'm excited to get the first episode out 
and I hope to have them out on Fridays each week. So um, I'm going to try to get my daughter in here next week if I can trick her into doing this with me over the weekend. Um, if not, I will have a really cool um, topic on my own to chat about. And um, hopefully I will get things together. And so I look forward to chatting with you each week. Thank you so much. Thank you.